0: He's Bob. He's Kyle. And every Saturday morning, they morph together to form the greatest superhero known to man, Mr. Mechanic. Check engine lights don't stand a chance. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB.
1: Good Saturday morning. Welcome to Mr. Mechanic Show. This is your Saturday morning call and talk show dealing with car care issues you may be experiencing in. We're here to help you sort those things out with me this morning. is Kyle Spicer of Buchanan Service Center, 50th and Dodge. I'm Mark Grabo. 558-1110 is the number to call if you'd like to join us. And you are in charge of the questions. We'll help you sort those things out and give you our top three answers. Most common problems. To, yes. <laughs> sort those kind of things out. Going to be a good week. Good weekend for car repair. I mean, it's going to be nicer today and goodbye tomorrow so at least the sun's out that helps a lot doesn't yeah it?
2: normally on a gloomy day the only thing i can't find is a flashlight <laughs> yeah trying to work on a car and what it is you're trying
1: to illuminate yeah <laughs> <laughs> good big news kyle i don't know if you're aware of this but the uh, the vw microbus is back
2: thank god what a drought i don't know what i've been doing
1: I don't think when the last time they – when was the last one? Do you know well, I mean, they idea? had the
2: Vanagon in the early 80s. That was kind of the same thing. Yeah, it's, you
1: don't know, – Had that pop-up camper top. <laughs> 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 so I had – you talk about the pop-up camper top. I had a customer that had one of those years ago and bought it new, and he was telling me that he decided to take the wife and kids to go camping up in the mountains. Cool. They bought a VW – Microbus camper. Sure. I said, well, how did it go? Because I don't think they were, you know, real really
2: spacious. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot of room in that.
1: Well, but it was probably pretty big for the, the, that period. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody else had. I mean, he had maybe
2: teardrop campers. I mean, those yeah. were pretty
1: compact. And I think Ford and Chevy probably had some pop-up kind of things going on, too. But
2: yeah, and a truck bed camper.
1: Right. Anyway, he was telling me that he, says he got up in the mountains. He says it was. It was great going downhill, but he says, yeah, no power. No power to go uphill. Yeah, downhill. a little four cylinder air cooled motor. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're not going very fast. And I, I don't quite understand what the intrigue of this is. Because, first of all, the, the, the new one mm-hmm. is going to be an EV. Oh, I'm sure. Which you know, makes sense. I mean, now you can, with EVs, you can use a lot of different platforms or make it a lot more simpler to handle. How far can it go? I would guess
2: two, 300
1: miles, maybe. On a charge? I don't have that number. I have 201 horsepower.
2: Well, that's better that than that. smoke the tires. Yeah. <laughs> Launch out at the drag strip for that guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and there won't be a cargo version. I mean, they will be, but they won't have it here. Goodness. Yeah. We'll miss that. Get a longer three row variant. I just don't, you know, if it's going to be an EV, which. You know, as I say, well, it makes more sense to with it with an E V platform to, you there's just a lot more options in terms of what you can make a vehicle into. Yeah.
2: You can make it pretty much any shape you want.
1: Right. Because you don't have to worry about fuel cells and Yeah, any that space, the engine and exhaust and all this room for activities. Right. But I just I still cannot the the intrigue of the Volkswagen microbus, I mean, people are fighting to get one. You know, the old ones. Oh yeah, they're
2: going for crazy amounts of money.
1: And what's the purpose? They don't. Ha- you can't put air conditioning in them. No, no air conditioning.
2: Just kind of a little bit. van. They air
1: conditioning? They had air conditioning in them at one time, but it was always probably an add-on an extra.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't think they ever were originally equipped with it.
2: I don't think so. Not that I've ever seen. I mean, imagine what an air a compressor would do to that engine.
3: Oh yeah, that'd yeah, be a
2: big drain. Mm-hmm. I guess you could do that old uh, Thermador air conditioner with the dry ice and the mm-hmm. <laughs> hang it out the window. Yeah. You remember those?
1: I do. <laughs> it kind of had a, a wind turbin, a turbine in it or something like that. That yeah, that, yeah. That uh, as you drove down the road, it spun. And I've never seen one. I mean, I seen them hang off cars.
2: Yeah, I've got one at home. They're kind of kind of their own thing. It's got a little thing and you put a tube of dry ice in there and
1: a dry ice is that yeah. how it worked. Yeah. And it's
2: kinda has like a little turbine thing.
1: So where do you go to when you're in the in the mountains, where do you go to find dry ice? I mean that's not you can't find dry ice all that easily here. Yeah. I haven't gotten that far yet. <laughs> I guess it it is what it is, but Haven't gotten that far with it yet. So now, now that we've covered the Volkswagen, I just think, you know, the Volkswagen Microbus, if it's anything like the Beetle, mm-hmm. they're not making those anymore.
2: No. No.
1: I just don't. They take a concept and they make it into something that looks like it, but it doesn't have any of the the charm.
2: The charm of the Microbus.
1: Well, or the, or the old Beetle. Oh, God.
2: Remember, I had one of those.
1: <laughs> no, I don't remember you having an old Beetle.
2: Yeah, I got it from Mike.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now I think I kind of remember that.
2: Yeah, that was a rattle trap of a car.
1: But they were simple and they are easy.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Believe it or Especially not.
2: Especially after he'd been
1: working on it. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, that's one of the reasons I became a mechanic.
2: To get to work on Volkswagen Beetles?
1: No, I had one.
2: Okay. And...
1: My parent, my my dad bought me one when I was in high school, and of course, quickly you know blew a piston out of it. Yeah, and you get to fix it. Yeah, so yeah, then you get to fix it, and they're really not that hard to fix.
2: That's one motor I've never really been into.
1: Well, you can you can slap a, a piston and a and a um, sleeve on it. Sleeve on it. <laughs> it, it there's no coolant or anything like no. that, so you don't have that leakage.
2: Yeah, it's just a big motorcycle engine.
1: Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So now um, <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> not just yet. But five five eight eleven ten. If you'd like to join us, kind of help you sort out any kind of car care issues you might be experiencing. Um, Ford has come up with a uh, a machine that hooks to your brain, so you'll you can drive a car.
2: It hooks to your brain. Mm-hmm. Well, how am I hooking this to my brain? Well, do I got to get a
1: like a HDMI port added to my head? <laughs> <laughs> Just plug it in. I think they're using it mostly like a, a cap or something like that. But it's supposed to be able to read your reflexes.
2: I can't brain wait to activity get to, to test drive the, one of these. Yeah. <laughs>
1: When I first read the la- headline that it's something like it, you need a brain to drive. I'm well, not oh, always yeah. <laughs> application.
2: <laughs>
1: Is not that why we have computers in cars?
2: Yeah, yeah. I've just got this picture in my head of
1: you know some little foil
2: hat plugged into what, a cigarette lighter. I think lighter. that's what
1: they're kind of using it to, to pick up brain activity to tell it to turn right or turn left or. I, I'm. I'm more. I let's stick with the autonomous car and drive it by satellite. Yeah, yeah. Let's just do that. So if you're,
2: I look silly enough on my own.
1: <laughs> yeah. What if you're on meds? Yeah. <laughs> does cool. that affect your driving? <laughs> yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break here on the Mr. K. Show. Five five eight eleven ten. If you'd like to join us, we'll be right back.
4: I was driving down a long and dusty road. My car sputtered dead and dropped a heavy load. The tow truck driver said, can I ask you why? Looked at my car, said, why even waste the time? He said, why bother wasting all your cash? And I said, I fixed everything on this here piece of crap. I fixed everything, man, I fixed everything, man, my car's a piece of crap, man, a big POS, man, it's cost me too much cash, man, so I fixed everything. I fixed my air compressor, carburetor, antithet, immobilizer, oil, filter, air filter, reader, thruster, heat sensor, radiator, core condenser, windshield wiper, steering, camper, clutch, master cylinder and catalytic converter, HVAC, timing belt, steering column, brake pads, crank shaft, crankcase, cranky wife, drive shaft. I fixed everything, man. I fixed everything, man. My car's a piece of crap, man. A big POS, man. It's cost me too much cash, man. So I fixed everything. I've worked on ABS, MBG, LED, CNG, ball joints, steering rack, airbags, CBT, fuel pump, ball bearings, dipsticks, spark plugs, kingpin, power steering, CBT, lug nuts, remote starter, powertrain, supercharger, drivetrain, tranny axle, transfer case, water pump, wheelbase. I've fixed everything, man. i fixed everything, man. My car's a piece of crap, man. A big POS, man. It's cost me too much cash, man. So I fix everything.
1: All right, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558 five, 1110, if you'd like to join us, we'll sort out, sort out any car car issues you may be experiencing. We're going to jump right into the calls. We'll talk to Bob with a Silverado. Bob, good morning. Good morning. What's going on with the Silverado?
5: Uh, oil pressure issue got about uh, 295 on a 5.3, the original motor.
1: Okay, okay.
5: Oil pressure runs up to about, about 35 to 40 on startup. Okay. And then it will slowly drop off. And then the alarm kicks on. However, it doesn't rattle any more than the little valve train noise it always always has. Sure. Okay. Uh, you know, oil change. I run a BG flush through it. Okay. And uh, my next my next step at this point is to swap out both the filter and the oil the oil pressure sender unit and that little filter below it.
2: Yeah, that's a pretty common fix for them um there we do that and if you know worst case scenario you got to kind of take that pan down and your oil pickup tube in the bottom of the oil pan there's an o-ring where it connects to the oil pump and those will get flat and allow oil to leak past there to where it can't make it all the way to the top end of the motor will bring up enough pressure yeah and yep. you know that's kind of what we see in those instances we see them Often not all the time, but,
5: just, but by that by that point you should go ahead and put in a fresh oil pump anyway.
2: Well, yeah, you can. Um you're not gonna end up necessary though, is it? No. We normally just get that oil that O ring in there and kinda of solves the problem. But you know, to get the okay. oil okay. Pump, to get the oil pump in there you gotta take the front of the engine apart and I mean it's a pretty intense. that's what I was thinking. Yeah, it's got
5: the new Z seventy one. I think you have to drop the uh drop a the transfer of the front third member.
2: Yeah, it makes it easier. It makes it a lot easier. Otherwise,
1: you're jacking the motor clear up. Is it, does the oil pressure go up when you speed the motor up?
5: Sometimes. You often, and I've had it, I've had, it's done it three or four times, have you just shut it off for about 15 minutes and it'll pick back up?
6: Mm hmm. Okay.
5: And yeah. yeah. uh, when the alarm comes on, it makes it it it
1: obnoxious to drive, even though it it runs fine. Have you done a a mechanical pressure test on it? I have not. Okay. You know, I don't know. The oil pressure switch usually is a a good simple start, first
2: of all. There's a screen underneath there, like you said, and they do plug up. I mean, they get a lot of crud in them, and, you know, they can be an issue, but... Yeah, definitely. I okay, mean,
5: I'll, I'll I'll do that when it gets a little warmer. Because uh-huh. it's a pain in the ass to reach back in there. I'm on blood thinner, so if I reach in too far, I will. I'll, I'll leak when I pull my hand back out.
2: <laughs> we don't want that. <laughs>
5: now it's frustrating as hell. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, uh, I've good. got I've I've got the special socket, and I, I can I can swap it. I mean, once you get to get to the screen, you already got the got the the switch out anyway, so you may as well. Replace
2: that
1: guy. Yeah, exactly.
2: Just get a pick, and you kind of dig it out of there, and it'll go flying. (laughs) I
5: use a a long
1: duck
2: screw. Yeah.
5: Just shove it down in there and pull the screen out.
1: Yeah. All right, that's what I need to know. Thank you, Mike. All right, good luck with that. Let us know how that comes out.
2: I just did one of those the other day.
1: Pull the body off and and replace the cinders and screen?
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not that deep, but...
1: All right, let's go to Ron with Electric Vehicle. Ron, good morning. Hello. How you
6: doing? I'm doing fine. I just wondered if you guys had any information on these new electric vehicles. I think Chevrolet come out with a pickup of about 400 miles on a charge. Okay. And I was in Des Moines here a couple of weeks ago. And I saw a couple of charging stations that come and go over there, and just, but that doesn't say anything about what it costs to recharge or how long it takes to recharge. And I was just wondering if you guys had any information on that.
1: Well, uh, not exactly. I think a couple of things. First of all, you can you can charge them just by plugging them in. Yeah. Uh, on you know regular outlet, but that's going to take more time. What you're seeing probably is uh, quick charge stations to charge that yeah. charge that battery up to you know eighty percent capacity or, or better in a short period of time. Uh, okay. Obviously, they're going to charge you for that, but I, you know, it, that's going to be a um, you know a market kind of yeah, thing. yeah. It's
2: kind of a cornered market to whatever the pretty much whatever they want to charge. Yeah, and but,
1: obviously that's also going to be depending on where you're at because you know, municipalities are going to have different electrical rates.
6: Sure, sure. You know, if you're back yeah, e- yeah.
1: back east and you're going to use Con Ed, you're probably going to pay more than your are OPPD, I guess.
6: Yeah. Uh, what Are you aware of what the cost of uh, replacing one of those batteries? Is it similar to what they have in these electric forklifts and these warehouses and stuff?
1: Um, yeah, well, no, because oh, no. most of them are... And I guess I can't I can say the ones I've seen are just uh, lead batteries with acid that are hooked in series. That
2: yeah, I mean this is a lithium battery. It's all solid state, but I mean I I haven't heard any numbers. I know that to replace them is a very intense job. You know with yeah you know Tesla the battery's the bottom of the car yeah
1: so now you don't you don't have an electric vehicle. You're are you even thinking about buying one or yeah
6: considering it, but I just wanted to see if anybody had any information. I can't, it's hard to find any information on the darn things. And uh, I just thought, well, maybe you guys might be aware of uh, a lot of this stuff, you know.
1: I know there so. was one time we were talking about putting them in some of our stores and I don't know where that ever went. Um, it, it, my concern always is, is that, you in know, in certain settings, like you just said, come and go or something like that, which does somebody pull up there because they want to go in and grab a, a soda pop and then <laughs> just plug the car in while you yeah. are here? Or, well, we're not plugging a car in. Yeah. Because there's a parking spot there, <laughs> you know. Who's policing yeah. that? Well, and then who? Uh, you charge it for three hours and somebody leaves it for six.
6: Uh, yeah.
1: It's going yeah. to be a little well. bit of an issue. But I think there is a market for it. And a depending on, you know, there was talk we – the postal service, which is a to me a great scenario because you're gonna if they didn't buy EVs, but I think they're looking at it. There's a vehicle that you go out and you drive so many miles, you come back, you you can plug it in, you come back the next morning, it's charged. Uh, sure. But yeah. for a person to go on a long trip or something like that, I mean, it's probably a little bit sketchy. I would say at this point.
6: Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, does that uh, that battery take up the Whole engine compartment, uh, like a regular engine,
1: does or no?
2: Or have
6: you,
1: they
2: have you hide seen them it? pretty well? Yeah, I mean, like I say, Tesla—it's the floor pan of the car. Um, the
1: car sits actually on top of it, and yeah. I think GM's is going to be that way too, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Right now, they're kind of like the Priuses—they're kind of just in the luggage compartment, and you just kind of built the car around it, more or less. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. But I think, all right. You know, I I you watch tv and watch your car ads and there isn't a one that's talking about a gas combustible engine They're all electric no, vehicles everything's electric yeah and so i think most of imagine- eventually we're going to have to go that way i would say
6: yeah well i think that's going to be a few years down the road i don't oh know. yeah
1: yeah i'm i'm, I'm yeah. sure it is or you know 10 15 years down the road but i would imagine we'll probably make great strides in the next 5 even oh
6: yeah, yeah. But it's still go to take fossil fuel to uh, power these uh, generators to uh, produce electricity, though.
1: Yeah, well, something um, like that. We'll have to yeah. come up with some kind of plan.
2: There's somebody right. thinking about it right now.
1: Yeah, we're yeah. we're gonna go to break and we'll come up with an answer for that. Okay, <laughs> all right. Ron, thanks for the call. Five five eight eleven ten. If you'd like to join us, we're gonna take a break here on the Mister Mechanic Show. We'll be right back.
0: Nebraska's news, weather, and traffic station is available everywhere with our iHeartRadio app, number one for podcasting. News Radio 1110, KFAB, and iHeartRadio station.
1: All right, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558 five, 1110 if you'd like to join us. Um, we'll help us out, kind of do any car care issues you may be experiencing. Let's uh, go back to the calls. Jenny. Um, as a Tesla, I can elaborate a little bit more on the cost of charging. Ginny, good morning.
7: Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Um, hi. So when we chart, if we go somewhere to a supercharger, which is Tesla's charging stations, it's like 12 to $15 okay. to charge it. And that's if the battery's pretty low. So, But usually we just plug it into the 110 outlet in the garage and then... To charge do that it but charge if we're so
1: speak or something like that
7: I'm sorry what charge it overnight when you go yeah home. in yeah. the in the garage yeah. yeah but if we go on a road trip or something then we'll Tesla has a map and then um it tells us where all the Tesla supercharging stations are and then we stop there and it goes the battery goes for like 300 miles and unless you got the heat on then you get like maybe 260 uh-huh. and then um and then when it's time to charge, the the little screen will pop up and it'll say, You're con- "We're conditioning the battery for a supercharge," and then it tells us where the supercharger, the nearest supercharger is, and how many miles to go.
1: How long does that so. take to do Judy? When you plug into the supercharger. Uh,
7: so if there's like the battery's really low, like three percent or so, uh-huh. maybe five percent. It'll take a half hour, but usually we don't get it super low. So sometimes we just stop for 10 minutes. Sometimes we stop for 10 minutes until we get to another supercharger because sometimes it's boring sitting there for 30 minutes. But usually most of the supercharger places, um, there's one in Grand Island, and it's like a big BP gas station. It might not be BP, but – and they have food and, I don't know, right? shopping. Yeah. So that's not as boring, but – there's not many in Nebraska, nice. but it's nice. fine yeah, for us. Um, yeah.
1: So if you – the supercharger, obviously, is that prorated? Then if you charge for 10 minutes, it's this amount of money. If you charge for 30 minutes, it's this amount of money, or how does that work? Yes.
7: Okay. Yep. It's like kilowatts per hour, uh-huh. or just depends
1: how long you charge. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. You happy with your Tesla? Uh.
7: Yeah, it's my husband, but it's cheaper for gas, especially now. Uh-huh. I have a minivan, and it cost me sixty dollars to fill up the other day. But yeah, okay. he loves it. He's a big tech guy, uh-huh. so well, I got yeah. okay,
1: I guess I got one other question before before I let you go. When you obviously you probably come home every day and plug your car in at night, is that a big like lift in your electric bill, or do you notice it at all, or what?
7: No, maybe like $25, 30 a month, a month. maybe, okay. yeah. Okay. So so not really, but it just seemed like um, the electric bill went up anyway from what I've been reading online. So.
1: Yeah, I think they have. Yeah. yeah. All right, Jenny, thank
7: anyway, you. Anyway, yeah, thank you. Have a good day.
1: You too. We'll uh, stick with the calls, Roger. Let's go to Joe with a uh, question about electric cars. Joe, good morning
8: morning guys how are you doing good good how are you yeah I'm doing good. I just got a few quick questions I'd like to clear up some things that people we all talk about electric cars. number one, uh, I'd like to ask what country manufactures the majority of the batteries for the cars this is my big question. The other one is I've heard so many rumors about if you're involved in a collision and the battery gets injured or, or hit uh, it's a total. And if you do have to replace the batteries for the vehicle, how much are they? So that's it for me, guys.
1: Well, that's a long list of questions that I don't have a whole (laughs) whole bunch of answers for. I would guess that if you do damage the battery, um, it's going to be really expensive.
2: Because I remember with the Priuses, those first ones that came out, I mean, it was $7,000 for batteries. And, I mean, after that, they went to a lifetime warranty on them because people were just giving up the car. But... I mean, these newer ones, I mean, you're talking three times the battery.
1: Right, because you're getting more mileage out of them. Yeah. And the Prius was a hybrid, wasn't it? Yeah. So it didn't need a a full. Yeah, it didn't need a big battery,
2: and it was that expensive. So, yeah, I could see.
1: I, you know, to throw a little salt in the wounds, if you damage the battery, how many airbags went off, and that's another indicator of whether or not you're going to total the car. So many airbags in a car. (laughs) So, um what was your
8: other question, Joe? Where, who manufactures the majority of the batteries?
0: I looked that up, and 97% are manufactured, this is as of a couple of years ago, in either China, Japan, or Korea. Okay,
8: okay I, I guess in light of what's going on today, I, I would think we wouldn't want to get ourselves into the pickle of, of relying on those folks. To basically supply us with batteries. Yes,
1: I, I mean, I, it would, I get where you're going. I think right now, I think there's some um, a joint venture with somebody doing batteries.
8: Yeah, in, this in country, the United
1: States, in the United States, and I can't think of, uh, now.
8: That okay, that, that would be great. Yeah, I, I I just think what you know, I think we've all learned a lesson with this thing, and and I think that we've learned that we we've got to manufacture our own stuff because. Uh, people use that as a hammer against us, and right. Especially I certainly for don't want to go down that road.
1: Right. I mean, years ago we were depending on yeah. oil coming up from the Middle East. <laughs> right. And right. I think we learned a lesson there. But you're right. I mean, now we, if we can't manufacture our own batteries or stockpile them enough. Yeah.
8: yeah. Is there a certain chemical that has to, that has to be a, a certain uh, element to the there batteries? Was a, that- there
1: was a big element, in it and I don't remember what it was. And it's only. Honestly, I think it comes from Russia. Yeah, well, and I don't remember. Good, what you know. it, I don't remember what exactly it, the element was they were literally looking for that made the lithium battery work. And
8: is, is there a mineral that that is the batteries are made with?
1: I, I wouldn't want to say. I, I really don't know, to be honest with you, Joe. But I. I
8: well, that was another rumor that I've heard is that 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 basically the Russians and 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 basically Ukraine has a certain mineral that is conducive to making these batteries. So yes. I didn't know if that was a true story or just bunk.
1: I believe that's true.
8: That is true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. All right, Joe. We're going to take a quick break here on the Mr. Mechanic Show. Five five eight eleven ten. if you'd like to join us. We'll be right back. All right, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. Five five eight eleven ten. if you'd like to join us. <coughs> Fixing all these cars right.
9: Let's go to Rob with a
1: question about gas tax. Rob, good morning.
9: Good morning, guys. Hey, I haven't called in for a while. This is Rob, the propane guy. So in the early 80s, when uh, we were switching vehicles over to propane for people, Uh when they had to go license them, they had to buy a sticker down at the courthouse to put on their propane tank where they were paying the road taxes, $125 for the year. So the lady that's charging her Tesla at home I hope that somehow she's going to the clerk's office at the courthouse and saying, "I'd like to pay my road taxes for this damn car because otherwise she's driving on my road that I paid for." Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. It, they're not uh, paying the road taxes on these electric vehicles. Who the hell's going to pay for for these new roads?
1: Yeah. Oh, I agree. Uh, they'll have to do something there, certainly. But I, are they even paying gas tax on uh, compressed natural gas?
9: Well, they would have to, yeah, because they'd be buying it. At, they'd have to be buying it at a station that can compress their natural gas for their tanks, yeah. So they'd have to be buying it. They'd have to pay it there. The state would require that. But see, the it used to be you know like we'll just use farmers as an example. They were able to fill their pickups at home, so that when they went to license the vehicle, they had to buy this sticker to put on their tank on the pickup and on the tank. So if the revenue department ever showed up, they could say, "Well, I've paid my hundred twenty-five dollars." But I'll bet this lady with the Tesla doesn't have one of those stickers on her plug-ins on the outside of the house.
1: That could be. I don't know. I, <laughs> another yeah. good question. I, there are a lot of questions know on me. I
9: kinds of. you're getting all kinds of questions this morning that we don't have answers for. I no. understand that. But, no, not yeah. yet.
1: And, um, Still really early on. Yes. And I don't yeah. know. Maybe they, you, know, you pay wheel tax when you uh, license your car. you got to license it.
9: Yeah, but that's just in Omaha that you're paying a wheel oh. tax. Okay, I'm talking about out here in the country, where the real people are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on. All right, I'll let you go, guys. Yep. Thanks.
1: All right, let's talk to Ray with a, a EGR question. Ray, good morning. Hi. How you doing?
3: Oh, pretty good. I've got a I've got an opinion type question for you. Okay. okay. I happen to think the uh, exhaust gas recirculation valve is one of the worst inventions ever to come out of Detroit. And I was wondering, what, what is your opinion on that?
1: Well, for as long as I can remember, they've all, we've always had them.
3: Yeah? No, we haven't always had them. Um,
1: for as long as I can remember, we've always had them. Um you know the emissions control there's emission a million control.
2: things other than the egr valve yeah. that i can that are on your head that i can uh, you know, complain about but yeah um EGR. egr isn't really one of them no and i mean we don't have them anymore yeah cars don't even have egr anymore they have vvt
3: yeah that's true
2: that's so. very true
3: oh really yeah, I thought oh, I thought they still had them on all cars. Nah, mm-hmm.
2: no, quit that a few years back. Oh, it's probably been five to eight years, depending on the make and model. But yeah, they they once they went to VVT, there's no need for their EGR
1: anymore. Running so much cleaner.
3: Yep. Boy, that's great. That's good news. I'm yeah. Glad, yeah. That. It was so good, glad you good, called. Good numbers out the tailpipe. Yeah, and that. Uh, that tube went back right back into the uh, intake manifold. Reburn mm-hmm. uh, it. No, no cooling, no filtering, nothing. Just mm-hmm. all that junk out of the exhaust is going right back into to the cylinders.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's either and that it or it out of the tailpipe.
3: Yeah, but yeah. going out the tailpipe doesn't ruin the engine. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I like your thinking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, Ray. We'll leave it at that. Anything else? Any other considerations or problems? Okay. Let's go on. Move on to Greg. Greg's. I uh, got nothing on Greg, but Greg's got a question. Greg, good morning.
10: I, 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 my question was just. What do you think the probability of them coming up with a big enough battery to ever run a semi or like I have a fleet of doolies? yeah uh, no, you know,
2: they're 3, 500. doing it. Yeah, yeah. And Amazon's going it, all electric. It,
10: it, it. And then when you when you pull a trailer, you know you, you got a trailer you're pulling that's you know, behind one of my doolies, and you're you know you weigh forty five, fifty thousand pounds going down the road. How long you know? How long are these things going to last?
1: Well, uh that's a pretty good question. I you know, the big over the road trucks are going to come out with electric ones on that. Yeah. If they're not even already out.
2: Amazon's been working on that pretty pretty diligently from what I've understood and I'm, I'm sure not they've sure crunched where
1: their at with it. They've got a couple of kids from college that are yeah, crunching Cali- the numbers in California, yeah. Yeah. Right. But obviously they <laughs> they they feel like it's beneficial for them to go to an electric uh semi uh and I don't think electric vehicles are for every application. I really don't at this point. But there no. are certain applications, <laughs> applications where an electric vehicle makes a lot of sense. And I think we have to go with that kind of thought. Um, yeah, you, you know, if you're pulling a trailer, a, a, you know, construction company or something, you're pulling a trailer behind a dually. There isn't an answer for that right now.
2: No. It's still in
1: yeah, D on that guy. But if you're running a delivery service that you're running vans out every morning, running two, 300 miles around town all day, it's probably a good fit for you. Bring them back in at night, yeah, and, in and, and, and you're charged up, and you're ready to go tomorrow, you know? It's right. And van, it, yeah, flower and Amazon's going to have
10: their own charging stations. What's that? Where, what, I said Amazon will have their own charging stations at, right. each, at each point.
9: Sure, which, sure.
10: But, you know, you, you take the typical guy with a trailer, and they try to pull into a case that's got a charging station. And you got a, a forty-foot trailer behind you. That ain't going to work.
1: <laughs> it ain't going to work. I, I, I get what you're saying. I uh, there's just going ha- you to. I, I don't think that application's there yet. For a, yeah, nor is the
2: infrastructure behind right. it. you know, we don't have. Uh, I, I mean, your basically side of the road rest area is going to change a lot. I guess. Well, I,
1: I don't think these. You're what you're lo- looking at. What you're driving. I don't think that's going to go away anytime soon. I think there'll always be an application in a, in a you know, those will be around for oh, exactly yeah. what you're saying. I mean, they're not going to make a change there that says you got to drive a, you know.
2: Electric a s- bulldozer, yeah. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. I mean, fuel isn't going away. It's just there, there's ways that we can cut our energy dependency by going electric in certain applications.
10: Yeah. It's, uh, well, you know what? It's a big, long conversation, and it just keeps circling back. You circle, you know, it's one, nothing but one big circle. You know, fossil fuels are very important because we need them actually to make this electricity to the charge anyway. So the the whole concept of all of it, I think, is a little. I think it's all political, to be honest. More more so than anything. That that's just my opinion.
1: Well, you're certainly entitled to your opinion. I just, as I say, I just there are certain applications where it makes sense, and there are certain certain applications particularly in your application, yep. it doesn't make sense. Um, no,
10: but you're, you're, you're right with Amazon. It, it does make good sense to them because, you know, there's an Amazon station, you know, a warehouse, whatever, everywhere. They'll yeah. put their own charging stations in. And if these things can get two to 300, you know, miles per charge, I, you know, it, it, unless they put more than that on and deliver it out to the country. You know, I live out in rural. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe for Amazon to get there, maybe those vehicles won't work.
1: Right. Right. I mean, as I say, there's applications it's going to work and there's applications it's not. So uh, that's pretty much yep, where we're exactly. at. Yep. Maybe I'll yep. come up with electric. I appreciate that. Yeah. Farm tractors or something like that.
2: Give it time. Yeah. One thing at a time. Let's get these cars working. Yeah. <laughs> All
1: right. Another edition of the Mr. Mechanic Show coming to a close. Kyle, thank you. Yep. We'll be back next week. See you then.